What? My only thing, Alana J. Lo, we're talking about spaghetti. Yes. Is that I don't really like it the next day. Really? I think spaghetti tastes great the next day. I love it when it's fresh, though. I know. Well, I also think macaroni tastes good the next day, too. But all you would have to do is warm it up over the stove, or if you don't want to do that, uh, transfer some into bowls and uh, warm it up in your microwave, and it's just, just fine. See, I don't enjoy spaghetti that's been heated up in the microwave for some reason. Oh, so good. Yeah. Again, it's fresh. It's really good. And I never so really in, like got into macaroni either. No, macaroni. I was thinking about getting... Um, more macaroni to uh, some macaroni to work with um, if I make pasta again, which most likely I will, because I've been kind of on this pasta kick and kind of getting you know learning how to make it and perfect it, and uh, it's gotten better. We might want to make spaghetti next Saturday then. We could, or or we could do something with macaroni. I don't know. That's true. Yeah, we could get some, macaroni's very good. We could buy some San Marzano tomatoes. San Marzano? Mm -hmm. What is that? They're these vine tomatoes from Italy. Ooh, really? If we're going to make tomato sauce, they're very high quality for what you can get in a regular store. Really? Yes. They're a little bit more pricey, Mm. but you can tell the difference when you eat it. Oh, really? Yes, you can, babies. Well, that's something we have to to think about. We just had some good snacks, though. Yes, we did. Klondike bar... A couple of Kit Kats. So good, Beables. Earlier, we had some Doritos, which um, I didn't want to give you too much of them because we're going to have them with our uh, sandwiches tonight. Yes. We're making some yummy grilled cheese sandwiches with grilled cheese and um, hummus and maybe some pickles and some olives and uh, garlic. I don't know if we want to use olives in I oh, bought, I'm sorry. All of this is for the pizza. I'm sorry. Yes. And I brought over garlic. For the pizza. For the pizza sauce. Okay, I'm sorry. So no garlic, no olives, but but pickles, hummus, possibly pickles, hummus, and uh, cheese. And a little bit of butter. I make pizza fairly often. Yes, you do. Yes. And recently, mm-hmm. I meaning in the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've gotten into a specific type of pizza, the focaccia pizza. Oh, and I love focaccia bread. I haven't had focaccia bread in so long. I think you're going to enjoy this, babes. And I, and when I tasted it, when I tasted it a long time ago, I thought, I literally thought that it would be a really, really good base for pizza. You know, bigger, bolder bakers. Oh, with Gemma. Hello, lovely. Hello, lo- hello, lovelies. This is Gemma Stafford. Yeah. Within three days, yes. she put out a recipe for p- Fakasa Pisha, and this other guy on YouTube, Joshua, I think his name is, put mm-hmm. out a, a similar recipe. I, I like a big old, bigger, bolder baking. You know she has a kid now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, she does? She just recently had a, a, a baby? Yes. Well, there's a baby in a lot of her videos that the sky holds. I'm assuming that they either kidnapped it or no way to sell it for money, or that it's her natural child. You know what recipe I really liked? Tell me. She did um, some creative recipes um, with making her own Pop-Tarts. I've got to watch those. And then she made a recipe for like a basic cookie recipe, but she could turn it into whatever cookie you want. That's so lovely. So so like a chocolate. <gasps> Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. 
You could even turn it into a sneezy cookie if you want to. Oh. No, no, no. So it was like a basic cookie recipe, and she um, she uh, made it to where uh, you could make it into another cookie, like a chocolate chip cookie or like a sugar cookie or or a ginger snap or something. And I thought, oh, well, that is so cool. And then she made um, a really good episode for um, cinnamon rolls that doesn't require um, a bread machine. That was kind of interesting. I don't think I've ever made them with a bread machine. I forgot if it was a bread machine or something else, but it, it seemed pretty simple. She also had a recipe for churros, which I thought was kind of cool. Mm. And I saw her recipe for carrot cake. It was really good, too. Okay. For carrot cake. Oh, recommend- Miss A went off. Alexa, stop. She likes doing that. Thank you. She'll just insert herself into the conversation. She will insert herself, or it will insert herself, itself. I, I first got inquaint, acquainted with Jem, Jenna? Gemma. Gemma. Yeah. Because a couple years ago, I got into making my own yogurt. Yeah. And she did a bunch of videos about how to flavor it. Wow. Yeah, I really like her, and, and I th- believe I believe she is um, in Ireland. Or at least she's Irish. She seems like a very nice lady. She goes, she, she's like, hello, lovelies. Maybe this is just me, but I assumed from the name of her channel yeah. that she lives in Boulder now. Colorado. Why? Bigger, bolder bakers. No, I think she's talking about being a bold baker. Okay. Not that she mm-hmm. lives in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. Is your mind on Boulder? I do like Boulder. Okay, I thought you didn't. Maybe it was the people, some people in Boulder that you. Let me rephrase this. Yeah, I really enjoy visiting Boulder. I don't know if I want, would want to live there. Mm-hmm. There's a bit too many Trustafarians, from my opinion. Okay, uh, what is that a category that you made up? No, I've heard other people say basically a Trustafarian. Is somebody whose parents are super rich, mm-hmm. but they try to pretend like they're down with the man. They're oh. the part of the revolution. So, so they, so they're they pretend they they kind of downplay their richness. Is it's that what you wealthy mean? white kids who pretend that they're poor. Sounds like elitists. Yes. Okay, I don't. I wouldn't enjoy that either. But you said that Denver is pretty um, uh, diverse and. I love Denver because you get a lot of diversity of thoughts. You'll have conservatives hanging out with liberals and, you know, everything in between. But it, but but it's a mixture of stuff. It's not like one It's not kind this of fake, we're all, the, we're all rich, but we're pretending that we have no money and that we're struggling to eat. Is that the same people that kind of <clears throat> pretend like they're, like they're hipsters or something? I think there's some crossover in those categories. Well, that doesn't sound fun. I'll tell you a story. <laughs> About I, a lovely lady? A lovely lady who is bringing up three J wars of phone. Okay. What? Okay. Okay. I have a friend whose husband was a dive coach. Oh, right. Yes. And he yes. worked out in Boulder. Really? Okay. One day, some kids are talking about their trust funds and how much money they have. Oh, really? He noticed that a boy was... Remaining silent during the conversation. Uh-huh. So he goes over and he's hanging out with this kid and he says, man, I can't believe they're talking about how much money they're getting. It's obscene. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm only getting a million dollars from my parents. Right. Wow. Only a million. That's what the kid told him? Yes. Wow. Yeah, I don't think I would be able to hang out in that kind of a crowd. 
because even though I didn't grow up like super poor, I, my family wasn't super rich either. It's weird. Like I do have rich friends. Yeah. But it's not a thing. Like I don't think of them as, oh, this is my rich buddy or anything. Yeah, I just yeah. think of it like this is my friend. I think the reason I have rich friends mm-hmm. is because I just treat them like they're a normal person. I give them shit and they give me shit, you know. But it's not about money. I'm not always bringing up, oh, you have so much more money than I right. do. You know, we just talk about regular life, and uh-huh. I think they like the fact that I treat them like a normal person. Well, I would hope you would. Yeah. Yeah. But I've, I've never... Well, I kind of wondered about some of my friends, because I had friends that were adopted, and they were adopted by by uh, by parents that um, would probably give them everything they wanted. At least I had a friend who sounded like she got everything she wanted or it seemed like, and she was the only child. Um, but I don't, I mean, maybe they were rich. I'm not sure if they were, I've never actually visited them. So I, I can't really say, but it seemed like she got pretty much everything she wanted, but maybe I'm wrong about that. I do wish that I had rich parents who are willing to splurge on me. Right. I always have this fantasy, Alana, <clears throat> that if I die and reincarnation is real, I come back as somebody who's extremely healthy with rich, loving parents who just give me everything I ever want. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Probably not. No. Yes. Um, I I'm going to be Carlton in my next life. Carlton Banks. Yes. I will say this. So I guess I have an appreciation because my parents... And my relatives came um, to the States with pretty much nothing. They were poor, right? Yes. They didn't have a lot. They had to work their way up. And and they were, you know, my, my dad made a living as um, a man in the service. He was in the Navy for 15 years. He also did some other things like security guard work. Uh, he was also a civilian police officer. My mom um, made her living as an accountant for several years. And, um, you know, they they were able to put food on the table and they weren't super rich and they never like, my mom was always a person that was telling us that, you know, it doesn't matter if you have like a cheapest bag, okay? Because, you know, it doesn't matter that you have the cheapest bag as long as you like it and you know, as long as it's, as long as you can use it and it doesn't have to be the most designer things. Uh, you know, you don't have to get the designer dresses and you don't have to get the designer jeans, but you know, we, we knew that they worked hard to give us what we had, but we, and we never advertised it. They never advertised that. Oh, look at my kids. They look great. You know? Um, and I appreciate that a lot. That's awesome, babes. I appreciate that so much. I don't think I've ever... But Go ahead. I will say this. Um, there, I, I won't mention any names, but I do know people in my own family that are very much into designer stuff. Nice. And I never understood that. Oh. And it's all, you know, they're just designer stuff, you know. Once that is... Once that fad is over, then another bag is going to come on the market and it's going to be the designer thing yeah. or the jacket or 
whatever it is. Um, there were some things that were given to me as gifts that I really do appreciate because they are very nice, but I don't, you know, I'm not the kind of person that will expect it all the time. No. Yeah. I don't think I've ever dated a rich woman. Well, uh, I don't believe I've ever dated a rich guy. You got to buy some lottery tickets, babe, and, and win some money and then spoil me. Bubs. What? I do not want to, I, I've pretty much given up on the lottery. I mean, it's. I'm not really much of a gambling person, and it's one of those, like, get-rich kind of things, and I just—and you still have to pay taxes when you get it. You know what I mean? I played the lottery twice in my life. Once when I was eight. You're not allowed to, but I had somebody buy me the ticket. Uh Uh-oh. I didn't win anything. Yeah. This was in the early 90s. Yeah. The lottery was up to $23 million. Wow. Which is a lot of money now, but it was even more back then. Yes, it was. And I believe the guy who won yeah. was a manager or part owner of Chuck E. Cheese. Wow. Yeah, and they were really big back then, too. I think he said that he was going to give the money to charity. Wow. And I thought to myself, you know, why don't you give the money to me? It's such a waste. <laughs> well, you were eight years old, though. Your mentality was much different. I want more candy. I can buy some more toys, you know. Yes. I don't care about all the other people in my family or my friends. I just care about what <laughs> I want. You know what I mean? That's what a kid thinks about. Of course. You know, how many burgers can I buy? You know, I mean, I would, I would totally think about it, think about it that way. I wanted, I, pretty to be, much, I wanted to be on Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Lifestyles of the Rich and... That was such a fun show to watch. It was, even though it's a complete love letter to capitalism. It's still fun. No, I, I, I didn't think about whether it was a capitalistic thing, but I think it's great. I think that show was just so fun. Lifestyle of the rich and famous. Yeah. As a kid, it was a good show. I don't know if I would enjoy it now. No, I think it would be fun. What is it? Something wishes and caviar dreams? With champagne wishes. Champagne wish, wishes and caviar dreams. Caviar dreams. Caviar sounds gross. Yes, it does. And I like fish, but that's just gross. Anyway, um, buy me a lottery ticket or yourself one, win a whole bunch of money, and then just give it all to me. No, Daddy's got to get that cash, babe. Daddy. Yeah. I am not going to call you that. That's what they call me in the bedroom. I'm joking, Edgy. Mm. I'm having some fun, Edgy. Oh my goodness! No, no, you do not call me that. I will never call you that. That's just gross. Um. No, I've pretty much given up on it. I just, I just think that the lottery is another, another way to gamble. And I've never been a gamble. I've never been into gambling. And I know some people like to get rich quick. And I think there was a couple times that I tried to apply for like publishers clearinghouse, but I figured, nah, there's no point. I'm not going to get it. And I really don't. I really don't care. And I'd rather make my own money than. I believe yeah. I'm allowed to tell this story now. How old were you then when this happened? I think this might have been before I was born. Okay. Okay. The grandfather of mine who died a couple weeks ago, we mm-hmm. talked about him then. Yes. Remember I told you that there was this barbecue we went to and afterwards he's driving me home and he starts telling me stories from his life? Yes. He told me that there was, he used to go to the dog track. Oh, really? And place money on, you know, who would win the race. And they would have dog races there, too? Yes. Wow. 
I think it was dogs or greyhounds, something like that. Oh, wow. I'm not in that world, so excuse me if I get it. Might have been horses. No, I I don't know, babes. Okay, okay. Anyways, he told me that he knew one of the higher-ups at the dog track who told him who to bet on. Really? Yes, and he bet on it and he won like a ton of money. He convinced my dad to do the same. He told his brother to put down money. So my great uncle goes to bet on this dog. Mm -hmm. And the lady at the desk convinces him to put money down on another dog and he lost. Oh. Yeah. You know what? The Golden Girls had an episode just about this. Except it was for, um, so Dorothy had this problem. And I guess she called this I don't know who the guy was, and she would ask him yes, or I think I think they would um, talk about what she was betting on because she had this huge gambling problem. She was trying to hide it from <clears throat> her mom and her friends, and she would bet on um, the horse races. And if she lost, she had to pay up. So, and at one time, uh, her friend gives her her um, credit card and she's like well you know um, you know I could have given you that I think she was saying something like well you know you could have given me your card and I could have you know I could have uh, taken it and uh, taken a lot of money out of you and then she finally admits to her that um, she has a, a really really big gambling problem a very special episode I don't know if they call it special episodes in the 80s but it was kind of interesting did they ever follow up, or was it just this is a one-time thing and we never bring it up again? It was a one-time thing that I remember because I watched it. I watched it again, <laughs> um, I, not not recently, but I watched it again when I was first on um, on Hulu. When I first um, started watching on Hulu, so yeah, yeah, that's not my thing. What? The whole serious episodes of of comedy shows, I, that, 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 and then it never comes up again. Yeah, I kind of wish they did follow up with it. It would make it more real. Well, it's just like the the blind the blind episodes on the Golden Girls. They never came up again. Of course not. But then there was also another one about um, domestic violence um, that never came up again. Uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. Dorothy beats up her boyfriend. No, actually, and- it had to do with Blanche. Oh, okay. No, Blanche was a was a victim. But I don't have to go into that one. That's okay, babes. Yes. Well, I'm sorry for Blanche, wherever she is. Oh, she she died. <laughs> oh, she good. died like 10 years ago. Nice, nice, nice. And, and ironically, it was the same week that um, Gary Coleman and Dennis Hopper died. I remember that. What you talking about, J-Lo? What you talking about, Hammond? Jeez. Rest in peace, Gary Coleman. Anyway. I don't know about that. Well, I don't know. He may not be resting in peace. Who knows? He was a bitter, bitter man. Yes, he was. He was very bitter. But he also had a very hard life. Too. He never, he never resolved his problems. Yes, it's very sad stuff, babes. It is very sad. But anyway, um, I digress. We had a good morning. I came over here early because yes. of the rain. I decided to take an Uber here. No, not a, a lift. Yes. And the lady who drove me here was very, very nice. Uh huh. Come up here. We hang out for a little while. I got tired, and we took a nap. Right. Yes. Thank you for agreeing to do that, babe. 
because I was just like going out, but I didn't want to say anything. Yeah. I was kind of like, oh, I can Well, I, I thought, you know, I'm feeling a little tired too. And, and you're like, well, you're not just taking a nap because, you know, <laughs> for me, are you? I know. Actually, I was feeling a little tired and I did wake up really like super early. I woke up like between three and four. I went to bed at around one. Yes. And woke up at six. Oh my goodness! Oh. I went to bed much earlier. I went to bed at ten, uh, tenish. But I didn't want to get here late because I told you I'd be here by seven thirty. Yes, yeah. I like to be on time, babes. Oh, I know. I, I, I am. I appreciate your punctuality. Believe me. Thank you. If there's one quality that I really admire about a man, it is um, punctuality. I hate it when people are late. I know. Don't you hate that? I mean, can can you imagine like being like two hours late for a date? That would be awful, babes. And we and well, without mentioning any names, we know some people that are are less than punctual. That's being <laughs> very very kind. Very kind. Yes, I am very kind. Well, well, also because the person isn't here to defend themselves. And we invited him, so he'll be here sometime tomorrow. <laughs> We said be here at 6 on Friday, so tomorrow night, Saturday, he'll arrive at 6. Time for dinner. Actually, that'll be 8 o'clock. Right. No, no, no. Actually, that'll be 12 midnight, which would be Sunday. <laughs> no, 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 no. We joke, but, I mean, it's so not a good thing for anyone to be um, anyone to be late for anything because not only does it waste your time but it wastes the time that you both could have had had the person been there early or on time, rather. Yes. But there, I heard that there are some people that are just like crazy punctual. They're so punctual that they're on time before, they're there before the time is supposed to, they're there even before the time that they're supposed to meet with somebody. Listen, I'm human. Yes. And occasionally I'll be late. Yeah. I don't like it, but Good it reason. happens. Yeah. But I'm not going to end my life because of it, right? I'm not going to yeah. make it to where I have to be on time no matter what. Yeah. And if I'm 15 minutes uh, early, I still consider myself late or whatever. Well, I think that as long as you call or text a person saying, hey, I'm running late, um, just letting you know so that you're showing the person consideration. I did read in a book... Um, for a class that I was taking, and in warmer climates that I think is like a, a more warmer climates, people tend to be later. I could absolutely see that. Yeah, so a warmer climate equals later people, and a colder climate equals earlier people. I was living in Hawaii. Yes. And really attracted to this one girl. Whose name I almost said, but I'm glad I caught myself. Yeah. I was in my early 20s, mm -hmm. to give you point of reference. Yeah. And I said, let's meet here. This thing starts at, at 8. Mm -hmm. But thinking that she would come at 9 because that's when I was going to go on stage. Mm. And I get there at 9. She's like, I've been waiting here for an hour. I felt so bad, Jayla. <gasps> I felt so bad. What happened? I didn't articulate that maybe you should be here at nine instead of eight. So it was oh, on me. Oh, no. I did not end up hooking up with this girl, and it was my fault. Oh, jeez. Yes. I can only guess who that was. 
Very nice girl. Yeah. Yes. Well, maybe you weren't supposed to. Maybe not you. Well, it wasn't meant to be. But then she might have taught me some tricks in the bedroom that I could use with you. J-Lo. Ah. Calm down, babes. J-Wool. I gotta do something. <laughs> <laughs> babes. Babes. What? There's nobody, there's nobody here that I can do that to. <laughs> then I'm going to give you some armpit love. Oh, my goodness. No, but, wow. So that was that one time you, you I went out so with this person. I was so embarrassed. Oh, jeez. Let me guess. She never, she never talked to you again after that. We actually did, but nothing ever happened. Oh. We kind of ran in the same social circle. Oh. I can kind of, I might get, I might guess about who that might have we been. We don't have to do that. But we don't have to, I don't do have to guess right it. I, I can guess it afterwards. Right. That's terrible. Yes. Oh. What's even more terrible, babe, is this morning I cut myself. Oh, no. Yes, I know. You told me that. I was packing my bag. Mm-hmm. I was pretty sure that I had a razor inside like one of those little sandwich bags. Yes. So I'm fiddling around in my backpack, and of course I find it with my middle finger. Oh. It's got cut. <gasps> so I had to quickly, you know, clean it off and mm-hmm. put a Band-Aid on it. Oh, yeah. It doesn't really hurt, but it's just kind of annoying. You, did you, was it a pretty deep cut, or it was like, it was... I was it, bleeding. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, I'm sure it'll heal in a couple of days. Let's hope so, babes. I do have Band-Aids. Because at some point I will have to take this one off. Yeah, I usually don't. If I can keep it on longer, I usually don't. Though the tricky thing is, like, if you're washing your hands. And I've had to do that a couple times since coming over here. Yes, well, you're washing your hands. Yeah, it it tends to to try to you know to slip off. And I really wish they would make band aids that were a lot more adhesive. Mm-hmm. Kind of like uh, Steri strips. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean. The Steri strips, um, they stick. They stick, and you don't have to worry about the water getting in it because they're they're really good at sterilizing. They've got to have something like that. I know. Now they do. They do have uh, neo uh, band aids with neosporin on them, and it's supposed to um, quicken the the healing process. And unfortunately, I don't have them. But but I can that's okay. My own. Is it help? Is it is it um, still hurting? No, it's just annoying, babe. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm I'm sure that you know since you you have a band aid on it, it's um, on its way to healing. It usually takes like if I get a cut, it usually takes about two to three days before it heals. That sounds about right. Yes. J Lo. Yes. Last Sunday, mm-hmm. we watched some DS Nine. Oh yes, we did. We certainly did. First, I showed you who mourns for mourn. Oh my gosh, that was. A really great episode. Not only was it really funny, but there were some twists and turns. Do you want to give a recap? I will try my best. And correct me if I get anything wrong or miss anything, because I know you will. So, uh, Quark is in his bar. People are coming in, and uh, it starts with Odo trying to to, uh, have a conversation with Morn, and Morn does not talk. He never has. At least I don't remember him talking as the episodes go on. I have not heard him talk. Would you describe to our listeners what Morin looks like? It's very hard. He looks like an alien. His He looks like he has a, like a lot of weight to him. Mm-hmm. Kind of green. 
big face. Mm-hmm. That's the best description I could give of him. Is he smiling or is he just like, does he have any expressions on his face? Not really, no. And you said he makes any, he communicates with hand gestures? No, just people just uh, assume that he's doing stuff, I guess. Does he, no, didn't you say that he, he moves his hands up and down? There was an episode where Quirk gives him a glass and says it's on the house, mm-hmm. and Morn just turns it over and there's nothing in the glass. <laughs> But I don't think he really communicates from hand gestures. If you remember from this episode, mm-hmm. Odo's talking to Quark, and Quark says this hologram is better than the real thing because Morn will talk your ear off. Yeah, that's right. So so they're trying to speak to Morn, Bashir, Odo, and they don't realize that he's a hologram until uh, Quark explains that he bought Morn's hologram, and Morn's... He's good for business. Right. And, and Morn supposedly was gone away. For some business. Well, they find out that um, a ship was destroyed. Wherever Morn was going, we don't know. But a ship was destroyed and Morn happened to be in it. And they they believe that he died. And Quark is beside himself. And so he has a little funeral service in the bar. It was quite interesting. Would you say? Yes. <laughs> we find out that Jadzia... Tried to date Morn, but he wasn't into her. No, and uh, to which um, <laughs> to which Worf replied, "What do you mean he wasn't interested?" <laughs> and by then, you know, War- Worf and Dax are already married, so you know it's under the bridge, yes. or at least Jadzia believes it's under the bridge. <laughs> anyway. Um, so uh, you know, and he he all and and I think who was the one that sat in his, in Morn's seat to keep it warm? It was just some extra. So what happens is Quark starts to give a speech, and he says, "Morn loved this bar stool. Yeah, it was his favorite place. Whenever you came to Quark's, you could always see him sitting here. Yeah, and I think that the way we can remember his best, him best." is to make sure that this bar stool is warm, is never empty again. Yeah. And he picks out some random extra from the crowd and mm. puts him in the bar stool. Keep it warm for Morgan. Yes. <laughs> and so anyway, so that scene passes. Quirk decides to go to uh, Morgan's quarters. First, tell me what happened before he goes to the quarters. What, which, what am I missing? Odo tells him, Morn left you everything. That's right. Morn left you everything. They go down and they find some berries that were in a storage unit that are like bad. Beets. They were beets. Beets, that's right. They were were some like... Alvanian Alvanian beets. beets And they were smelling really bad. In fact, that's why Odo was trying to talk to Morn. Correct. Because he wanted him to clear out the cargo bay. (laughs) We go to Morn's quarters and there's this giant hot tub. Odo leaves, and then what happens? And he sees this, um, I, I would imagine, a very attractive woman. Quark in, sees this woman. Quark sees this woman in the hot tub. She says, oh, I'm sorry, uh, I happen to be Morn's ex-wife, and her name was Laurel. And she, um, so while this is, while she's explaining about what happened when um, the last time he she saw Morn, who she refers to him as Morty. Morty. 
he says, well, you know, she says, well, you know, Morin decided to give you everything and I'm not his wife anymore. So Laurel is trying to uh, distract uh, Quark from looking any further. At least, at least if, to me, that's where, it, that's what it well, came out to you're be. close. Yes. What? She also says to Quark that Morn has a thousand bars of gold-pressed latinum in this account. And I forgot that part. Yes, she she does. She wants Quark to get it. She gives him some information. But she tries to seduce him at the same time. Correct. Keep going. Yes. And then, and then uh, another host of characters come in. There's these two brothers. We don't know what type of aliens are. We don't know what are. type of aliens are. One is slower than the other. They look really weird, though. And they they seem very weird, and they claim that they were, uh, they knew Quark somehow. But they knew Morn. They, I'm sorry, not Quark, Morn. Excuse me. And they're also trying to, um, they're also trying to get some information from Quark. And they want they want part of, of the Latin estate. They want part of Morn's estate, and they're saying that his estate is up, uh, has to pay for, what is it? There was some business transaction. I don't remember because we watched it last week. Yeah. But irregardless of that, Morn owes them some money. Yes, they do. And then there's another man who's supposed to be this cop, right? Yes. And so he is... Also, another character that Morin knows, and he acts as if, you know, Quirk was telling him about the um, the two brothers, and wasn't he the same one that was injecting him with uh, what was it? He was injecting him with uh, something, some kind of uh, needle. I don't remember that part. Yeah, I can't remember. But anyway. Quark was telling him what was going on with Laurel, and he says, well, you shouldn't trust her. Laurel's not really his wife. or well, you know, He's trying to give her, him information about Laurel, and um, I forgot, and, I, and you don't find out about him, his relationship with the two brothers until later, but he, he tells, he, um, he makes Quark believe that he's on his side. I'd like you to continue on, please. Basically what happens, there's a scene where Quark tries to hide Laurel. The brothers come in. He tries to hide the brothers, alien Mm -hmm. brothers. They go in the back of the the house. Yep. Quarters. The quarters, yes. And the cop guy comes in. They Mm -hmm. figure out what's going on. The lights come on. And it comes out that... The four of them, along with Morn, helped pull off this big robbery. Yeah. They need to get the money out of the account. They need Quark's help. So they agree to go 20-20 split mm-hmm. with 1,000 bars at gold press Latinum. And one of the brothers said that would be, may, be 250. <laughs> bars each. And it's not. It's 200. Right. <laughs> He's 50. He's, he's, he's off. He's very off, yeah. Yes. <laughs> By this point, Quark has contacted the bank, mm-hmm. and they're sending a shipment in. Yep. Next day comes. They go down to receive the shipments. There's infighting. People start shooting at each other. So 
Quirk sneaks in to the area with the latinum. And he, he's, he hides in the container full of latinum, or at least what he thinks is latinum. Yes. The fighting stops. Quirk gets out. Odo's there because he came up and saved Quirk. Mm-hmm. And then Quirk says to Odo, you're about to hear the most beautiful sound in the world. He takes two of the bars, he pushes them together, and they break up into dust. <laughs> <laughs> he realizes that there's no latinum. He realizes it's fake. Yes. And then and he got so upset, and he's like, oh, this is not, this is fake. Fast forward, we're back at the bar. No one's really in there. Odo comes in and says, Quark, I have somebody who wants to talk to you. Yep. Who walks in? Morin. Morin. He's alive. He's alive. It turns out that he set Quark up to deal with this situation and that Morin has been hiding the bars of latinum in his second stomach the whole time. <laughs> but he's willing to give Quark 100 bars of latinum for his trouble. <laughs> He's like, oh, you had it in your second stomach. And then he realizes that Quark was really, was still his friend. Yes. <laughs> Morn was still his friend, but yeah. I'm sorry, Morn was still his friend because Quark, Quark thought that, he, you know, you set me up. And I thought we were friends. But What did you think of this episode, Nate? I thought it was very, very creative. I didn't even know that Morin. I mean, there are so many things I didn't know about Morin because Morin has been this mysterious alien who never talks and visits his mother on occasion for a birthday. And uh, takes messages from Jake Cisco. <laughs> um, occasionally um, moves his hands up and down. Maybe he'll talk Quark's ear off. Except when nobody's when, around. When no one's around. Yep. And. Uh, there's just so many mysterious things that we find out about Morin that nobody knows about because we just don't think that, you know, Morin really has a life. He just goes to the bar and whatever. I enjoy this episode. I enjoyed it immensely. What I will say mm-hmm. is when I first heard the title, Who Mourns for Morin? Yeah. I had a completely different idea of what this was going to be. You thought it was going to be a heavy episode? Yes, but the way I thought they would have done it would have been heavier. So what I expected was... Kind of the way it began. Yeah. But then I assumed that the entire episode would be his memorial service and people speaking about the impact that Morn had on their lives. Yeah, I thought that was going to be that way, but I'm glad it wasn't. See, I think that would have been a more interesting episode. This is good, though. A cry fest for yes. Morn? Yes. And people, you learn about Morn through the stories people tell. So, like, maybe Jake goes up there and tells a story about... I was having trouble with my dad just because I was being a teenage kid yeah, and yeah. acting a little bit reckless yeah. and hanging out with Nog too much. Yeah. But Morn explained to me the importance of a father uh-huh. and why I needed to be close with my dad again. So he helped our relationship grow. And perhaps Major Kira goes up there and says, I had issues with accepting everybody on the station, but Morn taught me about friendship and she explains how i think i think that would have been a much more interesting episode yeah but i like how they i like how this episode was played out that's true i i just couldn't see it another way but i like how this episode was played out and that morn really didn't die but he wanted quirk to deal with it because he probably thought that quirk would have been better at it it's a good great episode though so he and i feel like morn entrusted quirk so much 
that he knew that his friend was going to come through for him. And he did. And he did. Yes. And so did Morn. Yes. Morn. With a hundred bars of gold-pressed laminum. Nice. Yes. Nice. Then I sold to you. <clears throat> uh, very special episode of Deep Space Nine. Yeah, this was uh, this is pretty heavy, but it was very good. In the pale moonlight. In, yeah. Do you want me to talk a little bit about the episode? Yes. Give a recap? Yes. It starts off, Ben Sisko is in his quarters, and he decides to start recording a personal log. We flash back a couple weeks and find out that every Friday, Sisko posts a list of the ships and crew members who have died that week, thanks to the war with the Dominion. Mm-hmm. And that pretty much every week, somebody on the senior staff knows at least one person who has died. Yeah. Everybody's sad. There's a moment when Ben Sisko, the emissary, realizes that he's going to bring the Romulans into the war. Yes. Eventually, he talks with Dax. Mm-hmm. She's kind of doing the devil's advocate arguments. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good scene. Yes. Then he decides that he needs to go and talk to Garrick. Mm-hmm. Garrick tells him that this one senator from Romulus mm-hmm. is traveling. And that he could probably be convinced to have a detour to Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. He tells Cisco, what if we had an isolinear rod, which is used in the Cardassian Empire to record intelligence meetings? Mm-hmm. We have somebody come aboard the station and fake the information on it and make it look like the Cardassians are planning to break their treaty with the Romulans. Cisco agrees. Mm-hmm. He leaves. He eventually hears from Garrick, who says that a lot of his friends were killed while trying to do this. I'm sorry, that happened a little bit earlier. Okay. While he's speaking with Garrick about the isolinear rod, Cisco mm-hmm. is told by Garrick that, hey, there's somebody who could help us fake this information. Mm-hmm. The only problem is. They're currently being held by the Klingon Empire, and they might be executed soon. So, Cisco, you're going to have to get them free. Yep. Use your abilities with Starfleet. Get them out of there. Yep. We meet this guy who seems pretty shady at at first. Okay. And honestly, throughout the episode. Yes. Cisco explains what's up. The guy goes off. Mm -hmm. Ben is now in his office. Mm Mm-hmm. Odo pages him and says, hey, uh, boss, somebody down here says that they know you, and by the way, they just tried to kill your buddy Quark. Yeah. Ben goes down. He has to bribe Quark. Mm-hmm. Okay. He does that. He's walking off, and Garrick gets on an elevator with him. Mm-hmm. Garrick tells him, I found an isolinear rod. They're mm-hmm. very hard to find. We can get it, 
the person who is selling it doesn't want money. He wants the special gel that Starfleet Medical has access to. This gel is often used to experiment on people or to build biochemical weapons. Ben thinks about this. Mm -hmm. And at first he's, he's prepared to say no. But then he realizes how important having the Romulans in this war is. Yep. So he says negotiate on the amount. He gives Dr. Bashir the order to deliver the biomedical gel. He doesn't tell him why. Yep. Then we go. We see the illusion that Garrick's so-called friend has put together for the IC alert, the rod. Mm-hmm. And Cisco likes it. It's transferred onto the rod. At which point, Ben and Garrick tell this man that he is not allowed to leave the station yep. until the Romulans have accepted the rod as authentic. Yes. The senator comes aboard the station. Mm-hmm. While we're waiting for him to leave his ship, Garrick says that he's going to take a little bit of a tour around the Romulan vessel. While his guards and the senator are away from it. Mm-hmm. Cisco doesn't really think anything of it. Right. Senator comes out. He's a little bit arrogant. Mm-hmm. They go back to his quarters. They're drinking, I believe, Romulan ale. Wow. And the senator says this almost tastes real, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have the, the smell or the aftertaste that the regular thing has. Right, right, right. And at one point he says, you know, for a second... I almost believe this ale was real. Wow. I forgot that part. Yes. Ben tells him about the information, the fake information, Mm -hmm. that he's trying to pass off as real. Mm -hmm. The senator says, I would like to see that isolinear rod. Yes. Cisco gives it to him, and now all he can do is wait. So this is a data rod that had all the information. Correct. Yes. He's called back, I'm assuming a few hours later, the senator says it's a, it's a fake. fake. Yep. We don't see it on camera, but Cisco says in his log that the senator yelled at him. Right. And was really angry. I would imagine. Said that he was going to expose Cisco and the Federation to the entire Alpha Quadrant. Mm-hmm. He leaves. He goes on this uh, ship, and they speed away to the Romulan Empire. To the Romulan Empire, yes. Slight problem with that. The ship explodes. Mm-hmm. Ben hears about this. Yeah. He remembers that Garrick said that he was going to go up on board it when nobody was around. Wow. He goes down to Garrick's humble tailor shop. You're right. Punches him, pushes him over. Oh, yes. A table. Yeah. Garrick explains, listen, we needed to do this now. Mm-hmm. The Romulans will go against the Dominion. Right. And Tisco says, what makes you so sorry? Mm-hmm. To which Garrick replies by saying, listen, if you have a dead senator in one hand and an isolinear rod in another. I thought that was funny. Where they declare, and the information is pointing to them, the Dominion, declaring war mm-hmm. or saying that they're going to go against the Romulan Empire. What would you do? Right. And Cisco says, but the rod isn't real. Yeah. And Garrick replies with, yes, but any imperfections in the rod will be assumed to be a result of the explosion on the spaceship. Oh, wow. And a couple hours later, the Romulan Empire Mm -hmm. declares war on the Dominion. Yep. 
goes to Cisco's quarters. Yes. He says, I should be happy. He holds up a cup with what we consume, assume to be alcohol in it, and he says, this is a uh, one for the good guys. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a celebration tonight, bring, you know, a, a sort of bringing the Romulans into the war. Yeah, party. we're supposed to have a celebration, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got what I wanted. Yeah. And the only thing it cost me was an isolinear rod, a dead senator, and my self-respect, which is kind of repeating what's Garrick said a few moments ago. Exactly, yeah. Then he tells the computer, end this recording and erase it. Well, I have to I have to backtrack just a little bit. Tell me. Because what really got to me was that he was talking about what he did and, and what he should have done, but that he got what he wanted and, you know, what did it cost him? And he said, and I can live with it. And he was kind of sort of wrestling with can you live can with it? I live with it? I can live with it, but can I live with it? Or he was kind of questioning it after he said it. And then he says, computer, erase my personal log. Yes. And I thought, wow. Well, I will say this. After you, before you showed me the episode, rather, you said that you weren't sure what I was going to think about Cisco. But I have not le- uh, lost any respect for Cisco. By the way, I think that this episode, if anything, it adds to his character. We know more about what he'll do in wartime. But I've heard some people say that they think that this is when Cisco became bad because he kills a senator. For, he has a senator killed for no reason. Hmm. Yes, he doesn't order it, but he knows who Garrick is. Mm-hmm. Or at least he has a good idea of what Garrick is capable of. And he lets Garrick go on the ship. I think this is one of those episodes where I'm not sure what to think about Garrick, and I'm still not sure what to think about Garrick, because Garrick was a spy for the Cardassians. And it's like, it, 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 in this episode, his, um, what is it, his um, scheming side of him sort of came out. Is that safe to say? I think his scheming side is always there beneath the surface. Yeah. But it's... A little easier to view in this episode. Or, or rather his manipulative side in this episode, I think. Towards the end, I think, sort of came out a little bit more. If that makes any sense. I think it's there throughout the episode. It is? In my opinion. Right. But even more so. The question then becomes, you still think that Ben is a good guy? I do. I mean, he. I believe that although he made a huge mistake, that only proves that he is human. What do you think of Garrick? I still don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Does this episode complicate what you think of him? Oh, yes. Okay. In what way? Well, because like I said, he's he can be very charming and, you know, live as a humble tailor but he was also a Cardassian spy, and what how he was explaining to um, how he was explaining the situation to Cisco as to what he did. Um, I, I don't know. He shows no remorse. He shows absolutely no remorse, and Cisco does in his personal log because he realizes that he really made a huge mistake. But what is that saying? To error is human. 
does Cisco realize he made a mistake? Because he also says that he would do it all again if he had to. That's true. Um, it sounds to me like he's going back and forth with it. He feels like he lost his self-respect, but he also says that he would do it all over again if he had to. Because he felt like he really, um, he felt like overall he was in the right in doing that. Because he did what he had to do to save the Alpha Quadrant. But it's a complicated episode. I don't think there is really a um, a definite answer. I know that some people say this is their favorite episode of DS9. Really? Yes. I don't agree, but it's definitely top ten for me. Yes. But to err is human. And Cisco is human. That's right. Yes. He's not aliens. You're glad not that an you, alien. You're glad that you watched this episode then. I am. It it hasn't changed my thoughts about Cisco in general. Would you call this a great episode of DS9? Because I would. Yes. Nice. I would. Nice babes. Um, and I'm glad that they have episodes like this because it really, like I said, it really makes people think. Most shows from the 90s try to put a nice spin on the main characters. Oh, he wouldn't have really killed that person. He feels regret. It depends on the show, though. But I think a show like this definitely... Well, I think this is an exception to that rule. This is an exception, yeah. And you're right. 90 shows were like that. Yes. 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 What are you doing, babes? Oh, I I just put some uh, tea tree oil on. Ooh, baby boys. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm glad you liked it, babes. I did. Yes. I did. I was... was, uh, I was very surprised, but, you know, that's one of those episodes that really make you think about morality. Season six has a lot of episodes like that. But I like that. That's what makes uh, DS9 what it is. Yes. I still don't understand, even to this day, when you explain to me that some people you know in your life said that DS9 is just this horrible... Uh, yeah, everybody I, I told who was into Star Trek that I was going to start showing you DS9 said, don't show her that show. I don't understand why. I like it. It's a great show. It's a little bit different than, from the rest of Star Trek, though. But that, 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 that's what makes it unique. Yeah. Yeah. I like the TNG stuff that you showed me. I, I really like it a lot. But I think uh, Deep Space Nine is at a whole other yeah. level. TNG is great. Yes, it is great. It's one of my favorite Star Trek series. And, I, and the original series, too. Yes, it's a great show in general. But it's not. it's a great show. It's not a special show. Yes. Like, DS9 is a special show with how great it is. Yes. And how underappreciated it, it is. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah, it is. Last week, yes. we talked about Far Beyond the Stars. Yes. And I took some of the audio from that, mm-hmm. edited it, and posted it on YouTube. Yes. And I bring that up because I want to start editing more clips out. Okay. And posting them online. But... I had this weird idea the other day. Oh, I think I know where you're going. Yes, go on. I thought it might be interesting to start a spinoff podcast. And I would edit out clips, and they'd be like, you know... Like a compilation podcast. Not a compilation, but they'd be like 10 to 20-minute clips of us talking about either an episode of a TV show or a movie mm-hmm. and posting them on a different podcast. Then. And we call it like... The Lon and Rick clip show. 
and to, and tell people in the the notes to to listen to the regular show. I don't know if that's a good idea though. I kind of well here here's my thought on that. That might be a good idea, but I just think that they're going to get a lot out of our episodes. That's true. And if they if they only hear that part, they're going to be like, "Well, what happens next? Is there anything more after that?" That's why we encourage people to listen. I don't know. It also sounds like a lot of work to me. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think you should think about it some more, but I personally like it the way it is. Yes. Yeah, I think that, they, that people would get more out of an hour episode than they would if it's just like 20-minute clips. Yeah, I'm leaning towards agreeing with you on that one. Yes, yep. but it is a thought. I, I just don't know. I like to think, babe. As do I. It's a good skill to have. Yes, as it is, yes. As do I. I like to think as well. You're going to meet... Vic Fontaine today. I am excited about that. The mm-hmm. uh, the famous, uh, well, at least I've been hearing about it, lounge singer slash hologram. Vic Fontaine. Yes. Yes. Vic Fontaine. I know I'm showing you these episodes out of order, mm-hmm. but again, okay. I try to show you the best of. That's okay. I I don't yes, mind. I, I don't mind. Something I was thinking about, JLo. Oh oh, he's been thinking again. Oh oh. The season ends with a three-parter. Yes. And I believe the last part of it is the debut episode of season seven. Okay. I think after that Mm three-parter, we should take a couple weeks break of DS9 for for me to show you, or or at least going in somewhat order, for me to show you one, a couple of episodes that uh, maybe I skipped over that I think you would like. Yes. And two, to show you some more TNG and some of the original series. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that would be great. And then we go on and finish DS9. I think we can do that. There's some great stuff in season seven. I think we can do that. But that's going to be a couple of weeks from now. Good. Yes, boys. Yes. J-Lo. Yes. Have you been consuming any other media this week? No, not a lot. I, you know, I haven't been on any, um, any streaming sites in a long time. I found out yesterday quite by accident that um, 48 Hours has their own podcast. Is it just audio of their show or is it extra stuff? I think it's audio of their shows. That's what I, that's what I mean. I haven't watched. I just, I just found it yesterday, actually. How do you feel about that? Um, it's interesting. It's it's interesting that there seems to be a trend of um, shows uh, posting posting episodes and making them into a, a podcast, which I'm totally okay with. But that's just me. Okay. Yeah. I am listening to an audio book mm-hmm. called The Houston's. Yes. It's about the famous Hollywood family. Mm-hmm. Which consists of obviously John Houston, great director. Not to be confused with uh, Whitney Houston's father, John Houston, has a different one. As far as I know, they're not related. No, I, I don't believe he's black. He's not, but okay, who, who different knows? one, yes. different one. Angelica, his yeah. daughter. Yep. Walter, his father, who won an Oscar. Yep. It's a very interesting book. Some of the takeaways are. John Houston's mom grew up kind of poor. Mm-hmm. Her dad liked to gamble and was a drinker and would go away for months sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
one time he comes back with this 14-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how he told the boy that he was the super rich guy. Mm-hmm. John Houston's grandmother explained that the drunker he gets the more he thinks that he's a wealthy wealthy man. <laughs> <laughs> so this kid just like follows him follows him home for no reason. I believe this was in the 1880s. Wow. Yes. Really? Yes, fast forward a little bit. And Walter Houston mm-hmm. decided to go to New York with a friend of his to mm-hmm. get into acting. Yep. They make some detours, they eventually get there. They find a place to live. His friend gets cast in this play. Uh-huh. Goes off, makes a lot of money, sends back some of the money to Walter Houston. Yeah. Walter eventually gets some play work. Mm-hmm. And between the two of them, they save up something like $200. Mm-hmm. This is around probably 1900 Yeah. So 200 was a lot more money back then. Oh, wow. They come back to their home city... And I believe Walter Houston's dad, you know, didn't really believe that his son was that successful as an actor. Right. Walter goes back. He eventually meets John Houston's mother. Mm-hmm. They do their thing. John Houston is born. Mm-hmm. Around 1906, I want to say. Wow, that's a long time ago. Yes. John. 74 years before I was born. Yes, babes. Yes. John Houston. You know, he's growing up as a kid. His parents separate. Yeah. His mom ends up marrying this guy who has a son. Mm-hmm. And John Houston and him are hanging around. They get into all these adventures together uh-huh. until John Houston is around 10. Right. A doctor comes by, I believe, to look at his mom. Mm-hmm. And he sees these weird circles under John's eyes. Under John's eyes? Yes. Okay. Pulls out a stethoscope. Mm-hmm. Checks his heart and says, you might want to have your son looked out by a professional. Yeah. So he goes to a lot of different doctors. They say that he has an enlarged heart. Whoa. And some strong issues with heart murmurs. Whoa. He has to go on an all-vegetarian diet. He can't do any exercise. He has to spend most of his time in bed. Ooh. This is from the age from 10 to around 12. And this is like in uh, what year would that, would that have been? I'm guessing this is from roughly 1916. To 1918. That's a long time. Yes. Eventually, Mm -hmm. she leaves her her new husband to tend to John. Okay. One day, a doctor comes by to see him. Mm -hmm. He's in bed, and he says, doctor looks at him and says, this boy needs some exercise and some meat on his bones. (laughs) So he goes back to eating meat. Okay. He lives his life. Goes into adventures. Yes. All this type With of his stepdad? No, they're, they're divorced by now. Oh, they are? Yes. Okay. That's well, that's, that's not good. No. Walter Houston's career is starting to pick up. He's successful in the play world. He eventually gets into movies, becomes a star, and he helps his son out. I didn't know that John Houston had actually written some books and mm-hmm. a play that got produced. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Alana wasn't very happy with that news. No, 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 that was an accident. Okay. That was a total accident. In 1933, mm-hmm. John is driving and kills this lady. Oh. As he's crossing the street. Wow. The response 
is not good. Right. People are upset. And by this time, he's a huge star. No. No? His father is a big-name star. Walter Houston is, not John. Yes. Okay. John is, is like this up-and-coming writer at this point. Okay. Because I don't think he's directed anything yet. Yes. Okay, so Walter Houston is doing some work with MGM, mm-hmm. ran by Louis B. Mayer. Okay. And his contract is going to be up in a couple months. Mm-hmm. Mr. Mayer invest something like $400,000 to make the case go away. Mm-hmm. Because of this, everybody just assumes that Walter is going to re-sign with MGM. Mm-hmm. They tell him their offer. They say, we're not going to give you a raise because times are tough. And Walter just walks outside the room. Right. Which so I thought was pretty ballsy. <laughs> considering that the guy spent all this money to get your son off of a murder uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm enjoying the book so far. There seemed like a really interesting family. Oh, well. Yes. What do you think of this baby? Interesting. It sounds like uh, Walter Houston has lived a colorful life, and John has lived when I, I mean, that, that veget- the, the, um, the heart story was crazy. Yeah. And apparently he never ate chicken again because he had been to farms and saw the way they were treated. Oh, well. Yes. Yeah, it's a crazy story. It is. About that. Eventually, we got to watch some Walter Houston films. Uh, I mean, we saw him in Chinatown. That was John Houston. I'm sorry, some John Houston films. Yeah. Well, is there, do you know of any Walter Houston films that you watched? I haven't seen him in anything. Okay. Maybe we'll have a Houston night. Oh, my goodness. Or Houston weekend. I don't know. I don't know either. Yes. Yes, babes. Yes. Yes. J-Lo. Yes. Have you been having any interesting dreams? Yes, I have. Tell um, me. I had a couple of them, and they were very odd. And each of the, the each of the two dreams that I had during the week, um, they happened when I was listening to programs on the radio. It was very weird. That not that odd how that happens? It happens to you a lot, I've noticed. It does. Well, even when I'm, like, watching something on TV and I dream, I end up, sometimes I end up dreaming about what I'm watching. Do you always listen to the radio when you fall asleep? I have been. I have been lately because sometimes it's too quiet. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's too quiet, and I want to listen to something that's not gonna, you know, that that's not gonna scare me or whatever it is. Because it's sometimes it gets too quiet, and I'm the only one here. If that makes any sense. Go ahead. Well, I had this dream that I was listening to this program. Well, okay, so I was listening to the program before the stream, and I, um, I'm i in this building with this girl that's guiding me, and we're walking from one building to the next, and I think we're in a school setting, and we're getting ready to perform in some kind of like a music concert, and the guy in the program is following us from the, the two buildings. <laughs> it's very weird. And then I had another dream. Actually, I have two more dreams that I'll talk about. I had another dream where um, another guy from another program um, I was listening to, but the weird thing about the dream is I was watching this play, and there was this actor that was trying to imitate the guy on the program. It's very strange. And then the last dream I'll tell you about was was probably the weirdest one, where um, I was in another building with this lady, and she had this bike 
it was a bike in between us and it wasn't a tandem bike. It was like a regular bicycle and she wanted me to help her move it. So she told me to put one foot on the pedal. So my right foot was on the pedal and my, I'm sorry, my left foot was on the pedal. My right foot, she told me to put on this lever and the reason why she told me to to move it that way is because she said it was going to help me with my um, with my skiing positions, which I thought was very strange. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Bubs? Isn't it odd? I think those are strange dreams, babes. They're very strange. But most people have strange dreams. Yeah, I don't even know why I had those dreams, but I did. What about you? Did you have any dreams? No, none that I can remember. Well. Yeah. That's been happening to me a lot, babes. I've, I've had a lot of issues remembering dreams, especially since COVID started. I think it'll, I think it'll, it'll eventually happen. Do you think that we're going to go skiing again this year? I really, really hope so. I doubt it, to be honest. I know you doubt it, but I really, really hope so. Even if it starts in January, you know, January is... Uh, or, still or part of the season. It's still a part of the season. Or if it starts in like, I don't know, like early December at least. But um, I would love to go skiing uh, this season if we, if it's, if at all possible, because the season doesn't end until March. We start the season usually in in November. I would be surprised if we went this year. We'll just have to wait and see. Yes, because the organization we usually go with, mm-hmm. they take a big van. Yes, they do. And a lot of people go in there. Yeah. I believe with COVID, that's going to be very complicated to do. I would like to get back to doing that again. We'll have to see because cases are starting to go up in in Oregon. And I completely disagree, but... That's not what the medical signs are saying. Oh, my goodness. But, um, and then there's, well, shall we mention the other thing that's supposed to happen next week that we're kind of on the fence over or no? We could talk about it in general terms. Yeah. So I'll just say this. So we, um, I, I, um, I talked to Rick about it yesterday. And there's something that's supposed to go on next week. And the only thing about this is that we would be required to wear masks the whole time. It's like a track meet type of thing. Not exactly, but along those lines. Yeah. And we would have to be walking or running with a person um, with us, but we would have to hold um, a PVC pipe in our hand, which is kind of... That's different. And we're, we're trying to decide on what we want to do about that. I lean towards no, but I could be convinced. And I'm starting to rethink it. Because <laughs> originally you were a yes. Well, I thought about it, but I, I wanted to run it by you. Because, you know, we both like doing things with, um, with the organization that we're a part of. And it's been a long time since we've seen the friends that we've made because of that organization. And, you know, and there's probably, there might be some new people there. And we're always up for meeting newbies. I love meeting new people, but I'm kind of wondering if it would be a good idea. And I don't know that 
wearing a max wearing a mask while exercising is going to be uh very productive and it's probably it would probably be a lot harder to do it i've told you that if it was just up to me mm-hmm. i probably wouldn't go to anything this organization is doing mm-hmm. until at least january yeah. because by then the assumption is that there will be some sort of vaccine out on the market. And I realize that not everybody will have it, but it's something. Mm-hmm. And there'll be a better protocol for how to deal with athletic events. So there might not be, there might not have to be masks for everybody all the time. Mm. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I could be swayed on that though, babes, because I'm in a relationship with my G. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and I said that, you know, give it another day and, We'll talk about it some more, but, you know, I don't know. We're trying, I'm trying to figure out how to deal with it and yes. what, what we should do going forward. But um, that's just me, okay? Okay, J-Wall. Okay. Good luck with that, J-Wall. Oh, yeah, you're a part of that too, Bubby. I'm part of that too, J-Wall. That's why I wish you good luck because it's going to mean the same for me, hopefully. That's right. Yes. I don't want to go by myself. Are you excited about the movies tonight? I'm finally going to get to show you Pump Up the Volume. I'm excited. I don't have any expectations. One of them sounds really depressing, but I could be completely wrong about that. I could actually enjoy it. But um, I'm definitely excited, and I'm excited to show you the other two uh, that I pick tomorrow. It'll be something, babes. Yes. A friend told me that he really likes it when we argue about politics. I do not want to do that and, today. Okay. Maybe tomorrow, because there's a lot to argue about in the news with uh, uh, Possibly tomorrow. Oh, why? <laughs> Look, I need, to, I need to tell you from my point of view, anyone who's listening, that Rick and I have had several spirited debates on politics, and I can't tell you how frustrating it is for me. I don't like debating... He likes debating more than I do. I would 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 I would that be safe to say? Yeah, and it's, in all fairness to you, for me it's easier because I know I'm on the right side of history, so that could be what part of the reason I don't mind it as much. Keep going, babes. Well, in some ways, I feel like even though um, I guess from the two of us, I feel like I'm kind of in the minority. But how can you be the minority if you're one opinion? Well, wait, 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 I wasn't. I wasn't finished. Go ahead. I mean, I mean, and I know that it's it's kind of um, I don't know how to explain it. I kind of feel I'm frustrated because I'm I'm I don't like being confrontational. I don't like I don't like debating if I don't have to debate. And every time I debate someone, sometimes I feel like I sometimes I feel like I'm not being heard. And I think it stems back to my own childhood when I wasn't I wasn't allowed to question anything. And that's probably why I'm like, oh, I probably would sound really stupid. And because I sound stupid, I probably, you know, what is, what is the point in debating anything? You, you know what I mean? It's, it it kind of stems back to when I was growing up. I feel you, babes. That's, how, that's why I feel more frustrated than anything. I do think that I do a fairly good job of listening to you. But I, I believe that my side is correct overall. But we don't have to get into it right now, people. And I think you're very misguided, but we don't have to get into that. No. 
It's possible that tomorrow we will talk about the Supreme Court oh, voter suppression, or we might not, depending on how JLo feels. I don't know. It all it all is going to depend on my decision. Yes. <laughs> hey, we have to agree on this. It can't just be one sided. It okay. can't be one sided as far as do we want to debate or do we not want to debate. So you may get a spirited debate. You may not get a spirited debate. It all depends. I think we kind of agree, though, that no matter who wins in November, whether it's Biden or Trump, mm-hmm. there's going to be some chaos on the streets. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure it is. There's going to be there's going to be chaos. I mean, there's already chaos right now, but, you know. And in fairness, I don't like either of them, but I think one is the lesser of two evils. So. I am so sick and tired of that phrase, the lesser of two evils. We are hearing I can't, it a lot this year. I can't tell you how sick and tired I am about hearing, like, you're like, you're like, you evil, okay? Um, yeah, I, I just, I'm so tired of it. That is one of my pet peeves about this whole thing. I think in this case, it's accurate, though. But I don't think it's accurate. Oh. But I don't want to talk about it anymore because... Sounds good, Jays. Hmm? Sounds good, Jays. Yes. After we end this... Yes. Feels like we're wrapping up soon. We are. Do you want to watch? We're gonna watch. We're gonna view two episodes of DS Nine. Yes. One of them is serious. One of them is more lighthearted. Which one would you prefer to watch first? I think we should talk about that off of this thing. Oh. Okay, that'll be a good cliffhanger for next time. Yes. That. And what did you think of my phone? Happy Harry Hard On. What? Happy Harry Hard On. We're gonna find out tomorrow. No, we're going to find out today. But we're going to talk about it tomorrow. We're going to talk about it tomorrow, but we're going to find out tonight. What do you think of Happy Harry Hardo? Right. <laughs> That's such a weird name. <laughs> that sounds like, uh, you know what that sounds like? And and keep in mind, I have not ever, ever gotten a call from any of these people, but it almost sounds like an obscene operator's name. I could see that. <laughs> or like a weird clown. <laughs> a clown? Yes. A clown? For adults. Ew. Can I get a kiss, babes? No. What? No, I'm just kidding. Can I kiss you? Okay. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, stop, stop. Okay. Alana? Yes. Is there anything else you wanted to say? Um, it's starting to get... Well, it's been a rainy, rainy few days. That's the reason I took a lift over here this morning yeah and it was i mean when i got outside to meet you it was still raining and i wasn't sure how long it was going to take before you got here and the winds were kind of a little bit strong but um it definitely feels cooler than it has been in the last couple of weeks and thank goodness because the air is pretty much back to normal here in our city if 2020 has thought, taught us anything, it's that we're going to have a really bad winter. We'll see. We will see. Because everything else has gone to shit, so. I, you know what? I, I don't think that it's been a completely bad year, and I know that you're going to disagree with me. There are some highlights, for sure. I think that, if anything, I think the positive thing that I would take away from it, it's for me, it's been a time of reflection uh, for me, it's been a time to pause. Um, I started to read uh, in the mornings again because uh, I have uh, since uh, 
got some things organized in my room and it's uh I think it's just really a time to kind of take inventory and look at all your uh, priorities and um you know stop bellyaching about things that you don't have oh I mean I think I think it's what we the only thing that we really can do right now I told you last night that I found out that this podcast I enjoy mm-hmm. called The Church of What's Happening Now mm-hmm. is over. Wow. And maybe I should listen more frequently because it ended a few weeks ago. <laughs> so it's not, it, it didn't end like. It's, yeah, it's not like Joe Rogan to where I listen every week. Yeah. But every couple of months, mm-hmm. I'll sit down and I'll listen to some back episodes. Yeah. Are you going to start a religious podcast called The Church of JLo? Where you give Bible No. Lessons. Here's what I think that I'm thinking about doing, and I don't I don't know how this is gonna go, but maybe um maybe put together a study like every month. Maybe once a month. Mm. Because that, that'll give me some time to put things together. Because like I said, I've never put one together. I know people that have put them together and um some people have made even smaller studies called devotionals and um and 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 a lot of them put them together like every single week but i'm thinking about doing one like a month once a month and we'll do that here instead of having your own church and jlo show maybe i haven't i i don't so it could be one or the other you haven't decided yet i haven't decided if i want to make it public on a podcast oh cuz i don't know if well, I don't really. I, I honestly, I don't care what what necessarily what people will think about me if I did. But I just don't know that this would be a good uh, platform. But that's just uh, something I'm still thinking about. I will ask co- uh, questions during your lesson, J Lo. I'm sure you will. Yes, I'm sure you will. Yes, yes. And this this will be um, this will be amateur an amateur. Uh, I mean, for the for the next couple of lessons, they will be very, very amateur. But I mean, with practice, you know, with it'll they'll get much better. But yeah, interesting, we'll see. babes. We'll see. Okay, we'll see. Well, I think we should go. Mm-hmm. Do have some Oh my goodness! And then watch some DS Nine. Yes. I love you, babes. I love you too. Anything else you want to say? Last minute statements. Uh, we love you all, viewers in podcast land. Yes. <laughs> Whoever you are. Whoever you are. <laughs> Whether you're in the U.S. or other countries. We got a download from Indonesia this week. Wow. I thought that was. Yeah, hey, I wonder cool. if we're gonna get any like um, any downloads from like the Philippines or um, a- any Asian. Uh, any places in Asia or What we'll do is Scotland. when your mom comes to visit in a couple weeks. I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a discussion that we need to have off, of, um, off the podcast. Okay. I was just going to say we would get a lot of downloads from the Philippines then. <sighs> no. No. I, yeah. I have my reasons. Okay, babes. <laughs> well, I love you, babes. I love you, too. And uh, until next time. Until next time, happy Friday. Happy Friday, even if you're not listening on a Friday. Happy Friday. All right. Even if it's Thursday when you're listening. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye.